We've reached the end of the month of this theme, the mundane, the sacred, and the profane. Oh, my. <laughs> I love that. We, and we discussed, right, or this whole month, we discussed those three things as one thing, right? We understand that there is only one. There is only one. Spirit has created everything. Spirit has created everything out of itself. So everything just springs from the one thing, right? So, so what makes the mundane the mundane? Our judgment right? Really, our judgment of it. Same thing with the sacred. What makes the sacred sacred? We, we claim that as sacred, our judgment. What makes the profane profane? Again, our judgment. Depending on our values and our beliefs, we create those things as mundane, profane, sacred, right? But we have to remember it's all God. Right? Behind all of that, everything is spirit. And we are that. We are spirit in form. Walking through life, yay, and that's today's talk, walking through life. We are hmm, spirit's own. Right? Spirit has sought and found a way to inhabit form, and we are that. And so is all life. Everything is spirit in form. And I loved how Ram Dass said, we are all just walking each other home. Doesn't that sound lovely? We're all just walking each other home. I think that's a wonderful way to think about life. You know, remember when we were in school? Did you ever walk home with friends, right? You always walked home with somebody or, you know, and you talked about everything and nothing, right? And, and just laughed and then got serious and then wondered about life and wondered about it all. What a wonderful way to think about life, that we are all just walking each other home. I, I just, I don't know. I think we're, I think that's a lovely way to look at it. And here we are, this community, right? We're keeping each other company as we stroll through this thing called life. We're walking with each other here every time we get together. This is our spiritual walk. And it's peace here. And it's joy here. And it's love. And it's friendship. What a beautiful way to be together discovering a deeper connection with each other and, and with spirit and pursuing this idea of who we really are and doing it together as a group. Ernest, Ernest Holmes said this, and can we talk to God? He said, our popular religions with their half gods are but different resting places of the mind, inns where the weary soul rests overnight on its journey from the outer circumference of materialism to the inner consciousness of idealism. And at the dawn of a greater vision, with the dew of eternity on the garden, the soul ventures forth to find a better God. And isn't that what we're doing? We are here to rediscover that, right? To rediscover that higher God. That is, I think, that's our spiritual walk here at Vision. This is what we do together. We find a better God, the God of our understanding, not the God of judgment or condemnation, not the angry God or the jealous God or the God that needs to be worshipped. We find the God of love. Behind all of that, we find the God of love. We find the God of unconditional love. And isn't that a beautiful thing? Who spent, who spent Thanksgiving here at Vision? Raise your hands. Look at this. Look at this community. 
oh my gosh, right? Love brought that together. The God of love brought that together. And the coffee connection. <laughs> Thank you, Billy. Billy was the one who said yes, right? Billy was the one that said yes to, to organizing it. So seriously, love brought that event together. All of the volunteers who took their time, their talent, their expertise, in cooking and decorating and preparing and serving and cleaning up. They weren't ordered to do that by vision. They certainly weren't paid. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they weren't paid to do that. That was done in love. And that's what this community is all about. Loving spirit, loving each other. We give, we serve with kindness, and then kindness blooms. Love grows. We create that better God that Holmes talked about by being that in the world, by being love in the world. We are the place where spirit as love shows up. And Ernest Holmes said, when we become conscious of our existence as an idea in the mind of God, we shall find that we are walking in the pathways of peace, that something within us acts as a magnet to attract that which belongs to itself. This something is love, the supreme impulsion of the universe. And it has to be, because if God is all there is, that's our core concept one, God is all there is, and we say God is love, then love is all there is. That must be the universal impulsion. Ernest Holmes used to say, love points the way and law makes the way possible. Love is the impulsion of the universe. Law is the propulsion of the universe. Love is the ideal. Law is the implementation. We co-create using the same divine creative process the universe uses when it creates. We learn these spiritual principles, we employ them in our lives, and we get to outpicture our lives accordingly. So powerful are we that we can co-create anything that we set our mind to and we are emotional about and we move our feet toward. We use imagination, intention, and feeling, and we co-create our lives in accordance with our most predominant thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. It's all together, right? Think about it. If we have no resistance at all to money, we could attract, we could attract a grand and great amount of abundance in our lives. Does that make us a good person? Does it make us a bad person? If we have no resistance to love, we create many loving relationships in our lives. Does that make us better or worse than the one who attracts great wealth? Ernest Holmes said the question, and there is this question, which naturally arises, why all the suffering and the sorrow and the pain? Why has tragedy accompanied the journey of humankind? 
Again, our imagination may answer this question in a somewhat plausible manner. There is no other way through which true individuality can evolve. Humans must be let alone to discover ourselves, else be compelled arbitrarily to follow just one road, in which case we would be an automaton and not an individual. So Ernest Holmes leaves it there. We have free will. We must choose the way ourselves. It is our free will that allows us to decide what our lives will be. And we must choose. We're free to choose. <laughs> but we are not free from the consequences of that choice. Right? Every choice comes with a consequence. For every cause, there is an effect. Ones we love and we want more of, right? Yay, I did that. That happened. I love this. And then there are some we detest, right? We make a choice. We get a consequence and we're like, ugh, <laughs> no more of that. No more of that, please. But we are always choosing and we are loving or hating the results. And our souls, God bless our little souls, our souls want to experience all of it. All of it. No, no judgment. Remember, our souls came here to express and experience. You chose to come into form at some level, right? At some level in the cosmic universe, you came here to express and to experience everything, all of it. Like, like changing channels on the TV, right? You want to you wanna just experience all of it. The bliss, the heartbreak, the sorrow, the excitement, all of it, the highs and the lows, everything in between. Your soul just wants to experience everything that life has to offer. This roller coaster ride called life. Are you throwing your hands in the air like, you know, the people in the first car? Are you throwing your hands in the air like you just don't care, you know? Or are you white knuckling it through the ride? Just yeah, wishing it's over. <laughs> We're all going to get there. To the end of the ride, I mean. Don't regret how you rode. The good things and what we call the bad things happen. And your soul is craving the experience. Doesn't judge. It's not judging any of it. It's just craving the experience. Ernest Holmes in Questions and Answers in the Science of Mind, he said this, evil or that which seems destructive is an experience of the soul on its journey through life. Evil, however, has no ultimate reality. There is no power opposed to God, the good. Evil is sometimes thought to be a very real thing, but it has no vitality, no life, because it can be destroyed by truth. I love that. He goes on to say, if we accept love, harmony, happiness, and peace, they will manifest in our lives. Indeed, heaven will be to us a radiant and illumined state of consciousness. And isn't that what we know? Right? We create our heaven and hell right here on earth. Our consciousness outpictures it. 
Remember, we are writing the script. We are the cause of our own effects. So what are you writing? You're writing a comedy? I'd write a comedy because <laughs> I like to laugh. I would absolutely write a comedy. You write a tragedy? Are you writing a melodrama? Blech, not me. Good drama? Sometimes good drama is like really fun. What about a shoot 'em up? A Western? Sci fi? What are you writing? What is the script of your life? We are co creating it with our thoughts, beliefs, emotions, affirmations as we walk through life. Write a story that you want to live. Write a story you're going to love living. That's the story you're walking through. Ernest Holmes said, life is from the in, in, excuse me, life is from within outward. It is never from out inward. You are the center of power in your own life. Remember, remember we were fed of a false belief a long time ago, right? That said, ah, I'll believe it when I see it. How many people have heard that growing up, right? Ah, I'll believe it when I see it. We know with the philosophy of science of mind and spirit that we will see it when we believe it. Everything comes from the inside out. The inside first, the belief comes first, and then we see it on the outside. The thought precedes the manifestation. We are the ones who make up stories regarding what we believe to be true about life. And then we go about seeking proof for our belief, right? You know, those people that go along with their briefcases, la, 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 open it up. Here's what I know. Here's what I know. Here's what I know, right? And then it reflects back to us. But the thought always begins within us. And then we see it reflected back to us from the universe. That's why we say change your thinking, change your life. Because when we change the thought that we're sending out, then what gets reflected back to us is that changed condition. <laughs> Ernest Holmes said, life is like a blackboard upon which we consciously or unconsciously write the messages which govern us. We hold the chalk and the eraser in our hand, but are ignorant of the fact. What we now experience, we need not continue to experience, but the hand that holds the eraser must do its neutralizing work. So this is about really going for the solution and not trying to fix the problem, right? It's about idealized living and knowing the good that we are and not trying to fix the negative. Just as important as the hand that holds the eraser is the hand that holds the chalk because it must write a new story for us. It has to. Write your story in love. Write your story with friendship. Write your story with community like this. Write your story with a nice walk with some loving people like the people here at Vision. Thank you. Thank you for listening. At Vision Center for Spiritual Living, we transform lives through practical spirituality. 
We would love it if you support Vision. Please donate by texting 619-505-3359 or visit visioncsl.org.